Welcome to My RN Podcast, the podcast dedicated to adding value and encouraging content to the nursing community. Welcome, Renee Slacker, my guest for today. Hello. Um, I, the focus for today is to talk about alternative nursing careers. Okay. And um, I know that you got one. Before we dive into that, why don't you give a little history about what you've worked before, how long you've been in the field, that type okay. of thing. So Sounds good. Um, I graduated from Grand Valley okay. with a Bachelor's in Nursing, and straight out of Grand Valley, I was at just a med surge floor, third shift, for about nine months and got the okay. opportunity to work uh, with endoscopy. Okay. So did endoscopy for most of my years, um, was able to do kind of like the PRN role, per diem type stuff, and then try some other things. So I've had about 14 jobs in nursing in 14. my 20-something yeah, years of... Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I've been in the office doing the phone triage nurse there um, that led to some nurse management um, of the MAs Okay. because I did that and at the same time I was doing endoscopy uh, because of that I was able to go into a leadership role within like a corporate hmm. MMPC it was called back then but oh, a lot okay. of doctor's offices we had 55 okay. offices and I became the clinical educator so three oh, days a week, somehow, I was able to educate 55 offices in the clinical staff. And how, how long have you been in the field before um, you did that? By that time, probably about 18 years. Wow, okay. Yep. Right. So did that for about five years. All right. And um, I was also, they called me a clinical operations coordinator, too. I went in, made sure everybody was kind of doing everything that was um, status quo, making sure quality control was met, those kind of things, and then finding okay. educational opportunities, as I saw people were not... Oh. Maybe up to par. Oh, okay. In addition, then doing the annual competencies. So oh, okay. making sure everyone knew how to do the strep tests and all oh, the things you okay. had to, sh- to document. Mm-hmm. So I did that for about five years. And then um, actually one of my husband, he's a teacher, one of his friends said, hey, in Otto County, they're hiring a nurse and for an education position. Okay. Well, I didn't actually even meet the qualifications. So I looked at it and went, well, summers would be nice with my husband, but (laughs) I don't work with elderly. I don't have a CNA certification to train Uh, the trainer, any of that. So I went into the interview kind of like, I'm not going to get it. So I had a lot of fun with the interview. (laughs) And I got a call back within uh, 20 minutes on my ride home saying, we want to second interview you. And I said to him, I don't even meet your qualifications. He said, but I have two positions. Oh, so one wow. of the things I want to say is never underestimate the power of what you have because you oh. may still qualify for something that you didn't know that they were having, that they were offering. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I have a bachelor's degree in biology, too. And so okay. I'm highly qualified to teach science programs. And so I meet something, a need that they had that I didn't even know that they had. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't through your nursing degree? Per it se? was. I ha- You had to be a nurse in order you to had have to be a nurse. Job. Okay. okay. But I happen right. to have the biology degree, which made me even more highly qualified. Oh. But nowhere in their you know, oh, literature okay. that said, hey, what we're asking for is this, um, they never said sure. that they wanted an additional degree. They saw I had it, and they actually kind of made a spot for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so if I can recap, you had... Um, First med surge, yes. then endoscopy, and then you, that kind of grew to this clinical management right. role. Right. In at addition, 18 years. Yeah. In addition, I also did a um, sub nurse at uh, Lincoln Schools, which is the high needs school in oh, Grand Rapids. Public above forty. Then 
you were working beyond the 40 hours then? Uh, no, I, what I would do is I was working per diem for Spectrum Health um, endoscopy. So oh. I would take off the days that I would have worked there and just worked for, oh, you know shoot. what I mean? So I did that during the summer. Oh, okay, So cool. I never really worked over 40. In fact, most of my life I worked part-time Okay. until um, I got this job. This is my first full-time big girl job. <laughs> <laughs> I worked, you know, three days a week, 12-hour shifts, 36 hours, never really worked sure. 40. Okay. And then I worked this 40-hour well, work week. Nursing, that's still full-time. It is. Yeah. It is. But you considered. Uh, it's amazing what the four additional hours feels like. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so now I work in addition to um, that. I also picked up hours at GRCC. So then I do add on four, four hours a week okay. um, in their medical assistant program doing clinical medical assistant training. Okay. So I do a four-hour shift okay. once a week. Right. Um, just kind of, I don't know, um, I teach medical assisting for the Caroline Tech Center. That's what I teach. Yeah, so that's, that's so you got hired as Caroline Tech Center Correct. as a, what was the At title? At the time was um, for, I taught CNA. So oh. I taught the certified nurse aide. Okay. And then I went to management or to the, I have not really management at that time, the director, went mm-hmm. to him and just said, hey, you know, there's a need for medical assistance out there. Mm-hmm. Knowing I came from an office setting, cl- training clinical MAs, and yep. saying, hey, we have a need, and there's a need in this environment. And so it took me several years. I've been teaching clinical medical assistant. This is my fourth year. Um, but you started as CNA. CNA. That I did phlebotomy certification, and now I teach. And you saw the need, assistant. you said, oh, I think I can yeah. create this role. Yes. Oh. And I would say with teaching, what's really cool about teaching is that we get to develop our own curriculum. The state has certain requirements that we have to teach. Okay. But those requirements, especially in career and technical education, very fluid. I can create oh. a position. I could, under the same guidelines, I taught phlebotomy, I taught certified nursing assistant, and now I teach clinical medical assistant. Oh, wow. So I can warp that any way I want to fit... I don't, my passion, like I love sure. to teach my clinical medical assistant. My students are drawing blood on each other. They're giving each other injections. They're um, testing each other's urine. I mean, uh-huh. anything you can think of that I would want them to understand how to do in the office, I actually have them do in my classroom. So you're trying to create a real world Correct. situation mm-hmm. for them to give them yeah. all the skills that so they get out there. Boom. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. So, and then, like I said, so part of my medical assistant history was working for GRCC. I've done that for about five years. Okay. So I've taught phlebotomy for them. I've taught the CNA class or, or helped teach a CNA class uh-huh. and then the clinical medical assistant. I do a couple hours there. So okay. just kind of as needs come up, it's pretty much like a part-time gig. Okay. Um, in order to be able to teach what I teach, it's the first time I've ever had to go back and get education. So of my... You know, jobs that I've had in my lifetime. Um, the first time I had to go back to school was to become a teacher. Oh. So yeah, and I have a master's degree in career and technical education from Western. So so when did so you did that after you started that? Yeah, 2012. I started in 2008, and so okay. in 2012 was when I graduated from Western with my. And then I'm certified to teach. I have an occupational certificate, a professional occupational certificate. Online courses? No, or no, no. no it was kind there? of like both. It was um, in your seat, summer class. It was really cool because we're teachers and they know that, that that's what our goal is. Yeah. Um, two weeks solid, six credits, a.m., p.m. Oh. A.m. is one three-credit class. The p.m. is the second you know, three-credit okay. class. took two weeks. Then okay. you could go home for the weekend. 
Okay. So we just drove back and forth because it was okay. Kalamazoo. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But then I could get six credits a summer. Okay. And the whole thing was 30 credits. So You didn't have to do a student teaching, though, did no. you? No. No, because oh, okay. I'm already teaching. Right. Okay. So it's something that for those of us who are in actual... Um, the technical. career, the technical stuff, okay. we have to just have 2,000 hours of technical experience. You get hired in, and as long as you're going on to get the certification, you can you're teach. Okay. There's no you know, there's no requirement that you had to be in education at all. Now, because I was an educator, it's part of the reason why I got the job. Sure. But yeah. we have several people who I work with that this is their first time they've ever taught. We have a lot of support in our building. We have a lot of coaches. They call them coaches mm-hmm. because we don't have educators. We have technical people who've never taught before in some cases sure i think for nursing we're natural educators we always talk to our patients we're educating Mm. all the time Uh, we mentor people all the Mm. time we mentor the newbies so it's a pretty natural transition Mm. Um, so i have just absolutely enjoyed the new career choice i guess i made sure yeah to you know teach others when you go back, though, I mean, you were 18 years in the yes. clinical setting. Yes. <laughs> how how was that transition? How did you make that decision yeah. to step out of the clinical yeah. kind of traditional medical role and into the educational role? Right. How did you? Like, um, I think part of it was I was working in endoscopy and I was getting a little uh, bored. I guess I had been okay. there for a really long time. Um, we saw patients every 30 minutes. Same, you know, patient would come in, you do the same thing. I mean, it would be a new patient, but the same, sure. you know, oh, role. I see. Yeah. And then you get into the, you get into the room, and I basically be able to help the doctor in such a way that we had, we barely communicated, and yet we were like a team. I could, I could anticipate needs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So even that challenge was like not there anymore. The equipment wasn't new. It was like you know, I was really good technically with the equipment, mm-hmm. and so looking for. Uh, because I've had so many roles, you know, yeah. I kind of get yeah, a little yeah. bored, I think, yeah. and was just looking for something that would be different. Now, where I teach, I've mm-hmm. been doing this in my 11th year, but I have to tell you that this is the fourth year I've taught the same thing. And each time I still have something different that I teach within that. Uh, so I keep revamping, I keep okay. changing, I keep, so I'm actively engaged. Sure. Um, I miss patient communication i miss getting to know the patient and mm-hmm. that and i miss being super um like a resource be super good at something so then i was the you know mentor i was the charge nurse i was mm-hmm. that role and in my room i'm it you know i'm sure. it but yeah. i'm not recognized for being it whereas when i was in the nursing role yeah people would like hey we need you to we need to take this and you know yeah. mentor this person. We need you to do this. Right. And, hey, can you be charge nurse? And you don't get those kind of kudos in education. Okay. Nobody sure. taps. You, no, nobody you know hits you on the back and says good job. <laughs> you know, even when your kids are doing great, my mm. pass rates are amazing for a clinical medical assistant. Mm. Uh, they have a national exam they take, and my pass rates are amazing. Mm. And if I don't tout out my pass you know, rates, nobody says Renee. I saw that you you know there's no oh, yeah. that. so. Mm. I miss the feeling really knowledgeable in my role. Okay. You know what I mean? Like sure. the awareness that I'm knowledgeable, that people mm. recognize that I have the strengths that I have. Yeah, okay. I, in my educational role, I'm the only one that says, yeah, I'm really good. Like I'm, I did, I nailed that. I did or really good at that. Or wow, go, I didn't do very yeah. well at that. I need to revamp that. It's mm-hmm. all me. I have to do that personally. Sure. So that patient interaction, that satisfaction of helping somebody mm-hmm. is, is different. You don't have that. You don't gotcha. have um, skill set like IVs, starting IVs. 
love starting IVs. Mm. Like that was something fun, hard. You know, like you'd have the bad, the hard patient. You'd be like, oh yeah, you know, I can do this. I got this. Um, you don't have that. Okay. What you have is, wow, I have this really hard topic. How do I teach 18-year-olds mm. that don't have any experience with this what empathy feels like, what it mm. feels like to be the patient, how this would feel like? Or, you know, your 40-year-old, what kind of experiences and symptoms are they experiencing? How mm-hmm. is life affecting them? And how can an 18-year-old interpret that? Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things that are, like, demanding now to me. Sure, yeah. How do I portray? Mm-hmm. What are the, um, if you had to look back, right now you're a kind of a nurse educator mm-hmm. slash thing. Um, what are the pros, cons of the current situation you're in versus yeah. the clinical situation? Yeah. What would you say the pros, cons are? Okay. Somebody's weighing Right, that. if somebody's weighing it. Yeah. Um, I would say the pros to what I do. I'm very independent. I get to choose what I teach, so I have passion for it. I get to... I get mm-hmm. to design my own curriculum. I picked my own books. I, I buy. I have a you know a budget that I can buy mm-hmm. what I need in order to accommodate what I need to teach. Mm-hmm. And then you have the student. The student. The aha moment. You see a sparkle in the uh, eye. You get. Okay. You see them doing injections, and you you look at them, and they're doing injection on each other, and you see that they both feel accomplished. Like they did it, and it didn't hurt. And the person looks over at you and goes, "Wow, that didn't even hurt." Yeah. And the person who's doing this, is like, "Yeah, I did good, didn't I? Yeah, you know, I okay. did really well." And so you see accomplishment. You see that, and then I do send them to a clinical setting for about eight weeks. They go out into the community to work. Oh wow! So then I get feedback from the employer, okay, and I get feedback from the student, and I ask them to write journals and how did it feel the first time you went in, and how mm-hmm. did, did you feel prepared? And then I have students who come back and visit me the next year mm. and say, "Well, I'm in college now, and the classes you taught, I they've helped me so much. Mm. Study habits that you taught me helped me so much." Or and then mm. I get the student who's graduated from bachelor's degree in nursing coming mm. back and saying, and not that I'm uh, it. Yeah, I mean, no, they wanted yeah. to be a nurse before, but the things that I taught them, they said sure. were valuable. Yeah. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm not directly affecting patients, but look at all the kids that I'm affecting yeah. who are affecting patients. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the pros for being in clinical is you do have people acknowledging you're, that you're good. You get, you know... Um, Promotions and that kind of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. with education, unless I want to go into being like the principal, it, there's no way to say, okay, now I'm a charge nurse, and now, okay, now I'm oh. going to be a, a clinical there's no educator. Steps there's no stones. steps, and you, I mean, oh, okay. I'm kind of at the top of my, you know, of my sure. career, unless okay. I want to be okay. in administration. Okay. Whereas with nursing, if I get bored here, I can go somewhere else and, and be like, look at the experience I have. What will you start me at? Oh, Maybe yeah, I yeah. get a little bit higher rate uh-huh. and I learn something new. Sure. So constantly okay. evolving. Yeah. And then the patients. I mean, I do like that one-on-one communication with mm-hmm. patients and being able to see somebody progress and do well. Mm-hmm. Um or help them through rough times. Sure. So not everything's yeah. roses and honey. We all know that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, negative to doing the um, clinical is just that sometimes redundancy and routine and you get kind of like stagnant a little bit. Okay. So depending on how you decide to, to choose if you're going to go to the next level, but if you just stay uh, here, sometimes you're saying your day, you don't know if it's Tuesday or Wednesday because the, same things, is, the same, yeah, thing. same things happening, just a different patient's face. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm 100%. This is the longest I've been in a job. Oh, <laughs> like really? The longest yeah. I've kept a job. Now, like I said, with endoscopy, I was doing other things, and that was my mm-hmm. part-time gig that I could do around my mm-hmm. other jobs. 
Um, but this is the first time that this is pretty much what I what sure. I do. And yeah. then um, GRCC approached me and said, hey, are you willing to you know do a little extra because we sure. need somebody to teach? And I'm like, well, yeah. And then found that that's a different level of student, but oh. got the same ability. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't have to change myself. Sure. It's just go. a different yeah. kind okay. of student. So you just teach to mm-hmm. the student a little bit. Yeah. So it sounds like whether you were an endoscopy or your current role now at the Caroline Trek Center, you were you're mainly focused on education. What? Yeah. 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 Yes, no? Yeah. 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 Most of it. Yep. What would you say um, is the key for your like if somebody was thinking about oh it can be there's a clinical mm-hmm. educator role at Spectrum mm-hmm. or St Mary's whatever it might be what do they need to know about themselves to be successful in that role as an educator. I think the biggest thing is just to be real confident in your skills and what you know and, and, okay. and continuously looking for not like to make sure that you have the, the best knowledge, the newest knowledge. Okay. Um, it's really hard to be standing up in front of a group of people and having somebody call you out because something new came up last month and did you hear about whatever in your training okay. and going, yeah, no, <laughs> uh-huh. I have no idea what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, everything else that you're teaching loses mm. its luster. People are like, mm, do I trust everything else she says? Because she doesn't sure. even know about whatever that is. Okay. So um, I think that's the one thing. Another thing is being able to um, read a crowd. Like I'm in, I'm in my you know, classroom and if my students are starting to fall asleep, I've got to know what to do with that. I just don't keep bullying on, you know, I got to okay. be like, okay, everyone, we got to stand up. We change, be really able to be flexible mm. and still be able to impart the knowledge but maybe this isn't working and on the fly you got to just change it to this okay and we do have some instructors who are not as good as that and they do struggle more you can tell that they don't enjoy their job as much because they okay. feel like it's work like i don't feel like uh, it's work i feel like it's a little bit of play like oh okay. you know I'll let, we're not doing this well let's go over here do this and then i'll come back okay and do that or maybe i'll have you read aloud instead of me doing a powerpoint mm. or maybe so just kind of on the fly, you got to be able mm. to kind of think of things. So flexible and also a desire to keep on learning. Yes. Not just kind of stay stuck in your way. Correct. That's the way you do it, but yes. tend to be a pursuit of that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because when people come out and they're going to have your name on them, kind of, like who you've mm. taught and what you've taught, they're going to say that they heard it from you. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to be giving out sure. old knowledge or mm-hmm. you know stuff that's obscure now and they don't even use it anymore, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Because people call you out on it and catch yeah. it and go, whoa, where'd you hear that? <laughs> or, boy, look at how are you holding yeah. that syringe? That's not even what kind of thing. You right, know? yeah. So when you, if you had to take a, if you could take a time machine back mm-hmm. um, and who you were before you took this job as, you know, out of, outside of the typical clinical role, what kind of advice would you give yourself or what kind of advice would you give the, the person who's thinking about stepping out of that? your traditional clinical role and moving into whatever it might be right. teaching might be something else what would you what would you say to yourself or yeah them? I think it's hard because with us as nurses we were only taught to be clinical nurses like I when I'm thinking back to my Grand Valley days I wasn't mm-hmm. taught to be an educator. I was taught to be I mean the educator is the nurse practitioner type role that's the next level um, and in most cases you don't have to be at that level in order to do this job and so I look back and I'm like okay, I wasn't taught these things and being aware of the fact that I can, I, I can learn those things. Like mm-hmm. I can, I can be that person, um, that, it, that you're capable of doing it. 
that, I mean, I stepped okay. out on kind of a limb thinking, you know, is this something, and even my husband, being a high school teacher, said, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to work with high school kids? Because, ugh, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And me saying, you know what, I think I can. Like, I think I can. Also understanding that, you know, in nursing, we have so many opportunities that if you try it and you don't like it, you just do something else. That I was really in that, cool. you know, I was in that mental framework that, okay, I'm going to try this. And you always give something at least two to three years. Your first year always in whatever role you have is difficult. You're in that learning curve. You don't feel like you're the mentor. You don't feel like you know anything. Nobody's coming to you for help. You know, you're going to everybody else. And by that second year, you know a little more. By that third year, you're either nailing it or it's time to move on. Interesting you say that because I've often felt, you know, as a, I travel around, I give myself so much more time. Even if I'm a therapist and wherever I go, I'm doing therapy stuff. But I at mm-hmm. least give myself at least four weeks to even just get the efficiency of the documentation down. And you're saying you got to be more patient mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. If you're switching career, it's going to take you two years to figure out if you're a match or not. Correct. That's super cool. Yeah. Huh. And after three years, I figured out I loved it. Yeah. The first year, I, every night at you know whatever time I was still grading and everything, I was re, you know I was thinking, do sure. I really like to do yeah. this or not? That's really good advice, I think, because a lot of times people try stuff and they just kind of quit, and you might miss an opportunity of something you really enjoy. Everything is hard. I found the yes. first time you learn it, it's particularly the first three months mm-hmm. it's like oh my gosh what am I doing yes. everything is new where the equipment is to where how you document who mm-hmm. you communicate with this how do I know the policy on that you know what's it, yes it's nursing or therapy right, but, but it's, it's different. different absolutely and it's even different if you're on the exact same type of floor let's say orthopedics from one um, facility to another oh, so yeah. you just go from one group to another and the things they're not wrong they're just different yes. they still are within your you know quality of care and they still yeah. meet all the requirements it's just like oh really you do it this way <laughs> yeah i need to do it this way i just don't know and just even that curve of right know, or one piece of equipment it's the same thing but it's just the buttons on the other side right. so you go to do something yeah. and, i didn't turn it on this time i gotta turn it you know like the, it's different the equipment's different so yeah it is it's that big learning curve and mm. i think that that feeling of finally like Ah, serenity doesn't yeah. happen until you've been there two to three years uh-huh. where you start all of a sudden you you feel the transition you feel people starting to come to you um now i am a leader in our building people come mm-hmm. to me and say hey can you mentor this other teacher and that kind of stuff now they didn't do that five years in they didn't do that mm-hmm. but now 11 years in they're like hey here we see the leadership capabilities Fruit, and we see that yeah. you can do the teaching role are you able to do X, Y, and Z? So I'm asked to do extra things. Cool. But it took a while. <laughs> yeah. If I could pull back, I mean, you've been at this 11 years, this might be a hard for you one for you to answer. But um, when you went back, like I, I always give myself a month. When you started a new job, how long did you give yourself to be patient with yourself, to be, to kind of get, even be... I wouldn't even say proficient, just kind of competent. Okay with it. Yeah. yeah. Competent <laughs> like you're not is like, anybody. Oh, yeah, competent yeah. in what you were doing. Do you remember? I mean, you had 17 yeah. different jobs. Yeah, I mean, but. like every time, at least a month. I mean, I remember, and I'm kind of a perfectionist in my own head. Like, I want to be the mm-hmm. top performer. I want to come out of the gate in first. Mm-hmm. Really hard for me to step back and be in the role of, you know, learning. Mm-hmm. I think... The biggest thing I would say is to give yourself time, but also to rely on the people that are around you mm. to give you the advice and to give you things. Um, 
ask questions. One of my yeah, one of my first jobs, I thought I you know I was still young punk, you know, kind of thought I knew things. Got into that new role, and it probably took me a week to start asking questions. And within that week, people were like, they thought I was they thought I was going to die. They thought I was going to quit. They <laughs> thought I was going to kill somebody because I wasn't willing to put myself out there. I didn't want to look stupid. I was really sure. afraid of looking stupid or having them be sorry they hired me. Mm-hmm. So I was so afraid of what I looked like that I was making myself look worse Mm -hmm. and was just sinking. Wasn't even swimming. I was just, you know, I was sinking (laughs) and understanding like after the first month, four weeks, you know where your equipment is. You know, yep. you know who to contact for the. You, you you start figuring out what cheat sheets you need to write down to yes. give yourself information. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, here's the numbers I call for this, and this is what I do for this. Carry mm-hmm. the little notebook around. I always had a little notebook in my in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say four weeks. Gotcha. And, and like I said, I was that. I never forget the one time where I was not relying on the people around me, and I was not relying on. You know, mm. even I just thought I could do it all myself. Mm. And that was the po- probably the most miserable experience mm. for me. And I know people around me were like, yeah, she's, uh, I don't know if she's going to make it. Yeah. You know, until I started asking questions. Until I started admitting that, okay, I'm new. Yeah. And you play the new card as long as you can. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think it takes a real sense of humility. You're like, you can't expect yourself to be proficient in yeah. even efficient in a new job within that short time frame. No. I mean, I've just been much more patient with myself when I start new assignments. It's just like And you're you so much be. better. You're oh, so yeah. much better than if you're trying to do it on your own. You're oh, so yeah. much better if you just allow yourself just take a step back, allow yourself a little extra time, take time to think about things, write things down. Yep. You're you're better in the long run. But, yeah. You know, it won't take you as long Absolutely. as it would if you're trying to do it on your own. Even if you're just confirming, you know, I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. Yeah. I'm doing this, this, and this. And did I miss anything? Correct. Whenever I start a new assignment, I always kind of try to get the the documentation kind of set in the flow sheet. And then I present it to whoever I'm going to say. Now, I, the way I understand, it goes like this. Am I missing anything? And I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, can I have a copy of that? Yeah. <laughs> what? You did it better than we do. <laughs> so, can we have that electronic yeah, copy yeah. paste? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I always like to ask very experienced people like this. Um, a new, if what would you say to your some of you met that's just starting out on their nursing career. What advice, what tips would you give them? Um, I do that a lot because my MAs are going on to college. I want to know, what, yeah. what, what do you think I should be when I grow up? Yeah. Like, seriously, right now. you know, like, And I think the biggest thing is, and especially with nursing, because when you come out, you just have this broad degree. Mm-hmm. And you can do a lot with a bachelor's degree in nursing. And I always tell my husband, he's a, he's a math teacher. And he can teach geometry and calculus, and but he teaches math. And each year, it's just what he teaches. It's just mm-hmm. that changes. But otherwise, he's a math teacher. Mm-hmm. And I love him. But he doesn't have a whole lot of other, you know, like, employable skills. <laughs> right? That's very employable. So, <laughs> employable and math teacher. Right. But with nursing, I tell the students, hey, number one, any opportunity you have to be certified to get any kind of piece of paper that would show that you've been educated get it if your company is willing to pay for something you want to get that put it in your back pocket you never know when you're going to need it like the bachelor's degree in nursing or in, mm-hmm. in um, biology yeah. I had no idea I would never use that right. I and mean, that was like my I don't know what I was thinking kind of thing I had mm-hmm. to change careers midway through my college uh, education mm-hmm. and so um, and then try if you think you're going to like it try it 
if you don't like it with nursing, you go to something else. Maybe you think you're going to like peds. You there know, you go, I yeah. really think people are crazy because you have to deal with the parents. Okay, so peds. People say it. That I is know. the toughest part. Peeps. I know it's the, it's the parents. So you know, but try it. You may fall in love with it. You may love to deal with a parent, the hovering parent. You may love all of that. You may not. Mm-hmm. You have people who say, "Well, what about hospice?" Well. You know, if you feel like you can do that, try it. Like mm-hmm. with nursing, there are no additional, you can get certifications, you can sure, get things yeah. to better mm-hmm. yourself and improve mm-hmm. yourself, but usually it's after two years being in that environment. Yeah. So you can just say, hey, you know, I tried it for a couple of years. I'm just looking to a, a change. I'm looking for something else. There's, like I said before, there's the nursing in the school system, there's school mm-hmm. nurses. You know, we have all kinds of opportunities home care, in the hospitals, out in the doctor's offices. Mm-hmm. There's so many opportunities that you try something, and if you think that that job sounds interesting to you, you have an interview, you mm-hmm. feel like you connect, you feel like you connect with a place, mm-hmm. give it a chance. Yeah, okay. And I don't feel like, with nursing especially, it doesn't harm you to have multiple opportunities. So. In some things, like in teaching, if you decide to go to a different school district, you're gonna take a huge pay cut. It's it's a it's yeah, a it's true. a you know, yeah. it's something mm-hmm. whereas with nursing in general, any experience you have, any certifications, any additional education you have only gives you a little bit more in pay. Mm-hmm. You know, or better hours. You have a choices. Yeah, you know, right. if you want better hours, you may take a, a little bit of a pay cut, but you only work from eight to five right. Monday through Friday. Sure, right, <laughs> you know, yeah. no weekends, no holidays, yeah. no call, you're gonna, you know, yeah. take a little bit of a pay up for that, but those mm-hmm. jobs are harder to find. Mm-hmm. So the more education you have, the more experiences you have, even if you've had experience in, in one place for a long period of time, mm-hmm. those are you know, beneficial when you go seeking yeah. those better experiences. And from what I can see, the the job opportunities are huge right now. Huge. Yeah. Well, and I think also with the change in healthcare and the way our trends are happening, the nurses are just going to become more valuable because what nurses do now is the, you know, the next step up is the PAs. The PAs are going to have to take more responsibility. And, you know, we don't have enough. If every single person had insurance, comes into the office and needs to be seen, there aren't enough. It seems like there's a million doctor's offices. There aren't enough. Each really? doctor's office, each doctor mm. can only have between two and 4,000 patients depending on how you know, faster turnaround yeah. is. So if you really think about how many doctors are in Grand Rapids and the population of Grand Rapids. And the nurses underneath that. Correct. So you, the support isn't yeah, there. Okay. So it's interesting. Um, it's interesting because whatever you choose to do, you're not stuck. Mm-hmm. Like if my husband sure. chose not to be a teacher, he'd have to go back, get another degree in order to do something yeah, else. Yeah, you could change on a dime almost. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. That's very good advice. The other thing you can do with nursing is, and some of the things I've been looking into, is um, do consulting work for companies. So we have educating companies who provide, you know, uh, nursing resources for colleges. They provide the stuff for the Career Line Tech Center or other tech centers. And the, they are always looking for people to look at their curriculum. So you can do that part-time. And oh, just wow. like review their curriculum, make sure that they're up to date with the latest and the greatest and that they have all of their information is accurate. And they, they basically pay, you know, 50 people to review their book so that, oh, wow. you know, so they can make sure it's kind of like an editor, but not you're reviewing the curriculum oh. and the material to make sure that it seems accurate to you and okay. that you're covering everything you need to cover to take right. the certification exam. Huh. So that's another, you know, route you can do as you're sure. doing your nursing role. Um, mm. There's legal nursing. If you want to go back to school and do some, you can become somebody who's literally just 
they call you up and you take the stand on every case and tell what a you know a a nurse would do, you know, like a good oh, nurse wow. would do. Okay. And so there's that kind of role. They have, I mean, there's so many opportunities. You just have to kind of look. There's lots of alternative yes. careers in nursing. Then. Yes. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Are you uh, overall um, satisfied with your nursing career? Are you happy you chose that? Yes. Is that a fit oh, for you? Yes, it's a good fit for me. Okay. Yeah. And in fact, I was going to be a therapist. Oh, really? I was going to Grand Valley to get physical therapy. Okay. And then I did my volunteer work. (laughs) (laughs) Boring, just tell me. (laughs) There are different roles. I mean, both in the medical field, we have a lot of overlap, but they're just different. Yeah. Totally different roles. Yeah. Hmm. I I was just kind of like, not sure, and I applied. I was one off from getting in, and they said, you need to... Go back for another year and retake biochemistry. I'm like, yeah, not going to happen. I got a B minus. That was that was my max grade because I had a really great lab partner. He was really nerdy and smart. And I couldn't do it again. So the nursing was kind of a natural transition sure. for me. I yeah. pre, you know, pre enrolled or pre admitted and just went right into that. And it actually cool. was a great fit. Oh, good. Yeah. What do you think makes you? A, what makes a great nurse? It depends. So if I'm talking my yeah, so clinical. let's say you 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 see all kinds of kids, right? Yes. So you know the which ones are going to probably make it, and yes. probably not make it. Nursing <laughs> is there a kind of a yeah? There's one thing that I would say, and it's it's so weird, but I have kids who just don't have soft hands. They everything really? they do is rough. And there's no way to teach that out of them. So you put a blood pressure cuff on, and you see their arm yanking around. You know, they did a they did a swab into a nasal swab in the in the nose blood. You know, things that you know you're like you you think that they would know to be gentle, but they don't understand what gentle is. Uh-huh. And then the empathy is another piece. Like, uh, you know, I make them all be patient, so they understand what it feels like to be on the other side. Right? Mm, So you'd think that they are on this side and they feel how gentle people are and they're not hurting. And then they see people on their side when they're performing on them and the person's got tears in their eyes and they're squinting and they got a bloody nose. And they don't understand or comprehend that they need to be more gentle. Mm. So that's one of the things. I mean, I look at students and I'm thinking, oh, there's just no, you know, like you should just probably not hands on patient care with something fine and dainty that's going to be gentle. Maybe you could do, you know, radiology, but you know, you got broken limbs there and you're moving people around. And if you're just kind of rough, it just doesn't work. Mm. And that, and then I have people who just are not friendly. Uh, nursing mm-hmm. is all about that yakety 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 making sure that you make sure that patient feels mm-hmm. comfortable yes. you're talking about their family you're getting to know them so that you can then provide better care and some mm-hmm. patients some of my students are a little quiet and they're a little reserved and they can't even make small talk with their friends who are 16 and 17 18 years old they can't make small talk how are you going to make small talk with a stranger Mm-hmm. So we a had a group. Year old yeah, we yeah. had a group come in, and they were eighth graders. We had them come in, um, and they were touring our building. We have tours all the time, and they were coming into our building to tour it. And we were like, "Hey, come on in!" And each one of my students took a student, brought them back, started doing like blood pressures and that kind of stuff sure. on them. And we're supposed to communicate. Well, the thing that I had them do, I knew it would only take ten minutes, and we had the students for twenty. So for ten minutes, they're in front of the student looking at each other (laughs) and some students really came to it and said hey let me show you this over here and hey let me get this a piece of equipment do you want to try this and they were really into it 
And uh-huh. some students literally, I don't know if they had the non-blinking stare thing going on, but they just did not have that ability sure. yet to communicate with someone. They mm-hmm. were not comfortable in their own skin, let alone understand what it felt like yes. to be in someone else's skin. You just described somebody who's really good at the medical field in general. Mm-hmm. Soft hands, yeah. um, empathy, yeah. and building that rapport. Yeah. I, I found that empathy and building rapport you cannot teach. Nope. It's hard. And then try to have that conversation with that student. I have, I mean, I'm yeah. in the role, career coaching is sure. part of our career line tech center. I'm yeah. in the role to have those difficult talks with that student. Yeah. And not always do I tell them, you're not capable of being a nurse. You don't, more yeah. like, these are the things you need to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, that resting face that's all crabby, you yeah. got to work on that. You don't look approachable. You don't look nice. Yeah. You look like you're not happy to be here. And therefore, the patient feels like they're yeah. in your way. Yes. Um, or, hey, you need to be gentler. Like, look. Look at what so-and-so's doing. And yep. then watch your patient's yeah. face. Yeah. So instead of saying you're not capable of doing it, it's my job to say sure. these are the things you need to work on. But those are the keys, I think, for the general medical field in general. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing how that, all those things, it, it, you come down to it, it's an interpersonal relationship. Yep. And you're going to be kind of working together with that patient whether it's you're working on them with an IV or I'm working with them stretching their limb whatever the case might be but it's that interpersonal that empathy and the hands on yeah and the thing is is they trust you like patients need to trust that you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and that they have to if they have a relationship with you they're going to trust you and actually tell you maybe some things that they were telling other people like you know what I really don't do my exercises (laughs) you know kind of thing so maybe those patients that aren't really good should work in the OR there you go (laughs) right (laughs) right yeah you still go into nursing but there's a narrow field you can go through and I tell them there are like and we just talked earlier there are so many jobs available in healthcare and then in nursing yeah. in general but in healthcare they can be legal nursing they can be any, I mean they whatever. can be anything and yeah. you can find something that fits your personality yeah well anything else you want to add no. I don't think so no okay well I want to thank you Renee for this time it's very insightful yeah no problem and it was and I'm sure um, folks that are thinking about changing careers with career or in nursing in the in the mm-hmm. clinical setting or switching out of the clinical settings would be very helpful for so Good. thank you very much you're welcome appreciate it